So let's get into this message called The Rattle. I love that song. Months ago, God gave me this message and said, I want you to preach this on Easter. And when I heard that song, Rattle, I hear the bones rattling. I'm coming out. I'm telling you something. Somebody's coming out today. Somebody's coming out. How many know this last year has been rough? It's been weird. How many are just about over it? I know you're over it. I know you're over it. But they say there'll be other things. Anyway, I want to get back to normal. I don't know that we're ever getting back to normal. But it's been, it's been a weird year. We've suffered a lot. We've seen loved ones go to the hospital. We couldn't go with them. Some of you saw loved ones pass away, and you couldn't, and there's no closure. There's no service. There's, you weren't there when they died. People have died alone. You know, the cost, the cost of all this in some ways is just as much as the cost of the virus itself, the drug abuse, domestic violence. I mean, I can go on and on and on, child abuse, depression, loneliness, isolation, things that could, could affect us for, for years. But God gave me this message and, and wanted me to give you a word, a prophetic word today. We're coming out. We're coming out of the caves. We're coming out of dead places. We're coming out of places that have held us back. There's just, you know, in our heart, in our lives, there are just dead places. And God is saying to us, it's time to come out. I hear dry bones rattling. Can you give God a praise in this place? Listen to the word. I get this from Ezekiel chapter 37 and begin reading in verse 4. Again, he said to me, prophesy. Say prophesy. Prophesy to these bones. Weird. That would be like God saying, prophesy to the pulpit. I have no expectation this pulpit's going to speak. It's not going to turn into a Pinocchio puppet. I, I don't know, you know, what's going to happen here. But he said, prophesy to dead, dry bones. Speak to dead, dry bones. Awkward. And say to them, old, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Old, dry bones, hear the the word of the Lord. What's bugging you? <laughs> What's kind of dead in you? I'm speaking to that as pastor. Maybe you don't have the strength to speak to it, but I am speaking to it today. Oh, dry places, dead places. I speak to you. He said, well, dead people can't hear. Well, those bones did. Dead things aren't going to respond. Watch this. Oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, these dry places, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I said you shall live. You're coming out. Come on and praise him. You're coming out in Jesus' name. I'll put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. 
I'm asking for a move of God that will prove once and for all that God is alive, and not just alive, but moving in our lives and changing lives. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise. And suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Can you see this? Bones just start moving, and the hip bone connected to the... That's where that song came from. The Valley of Dry Bones. It was probably a battlefield where when people died and killed in battle, their bodies were just left. Now, what does that mean? That means, wow, that apparently the people that were left were not missed. Nobody cared they were there. Nobody went looking for them. Nobody cared to bury them. Nobody cared to move them. They just fell where they were, probably robbed, stripped bare, and left in the valley of dry bones. I'm speaking to you know, not just this congregation, but really to a world coming out of caves all over the country, all over the world now. And, I, and a lot of them are saying, does anybody care? Does anyone know what I've been through? Does any, does, 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 can anybody help? Does anybody know where I've been? I, I, I feel all alone. I feel like this or that, and it, this has ended, and this is over, and nobody cares. Only bones left. How many of us feel like dry bones this morning? I am here as your pastor to prophesy. I have one word for you. Live. 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 Now, you might say that was back then. This is just a vision. This, oh, blah, 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 blah. But you know what? There's, there's, like, there's like nine different other instances in the scriptures where somebody was raised from the dead. Let's ask them. Let's, let's go there. Let's, let's go back to this place because God, if God has the power to raise the dead, God can do anything. If God can raise the dead, then he can fix your finances. If God can raise the dead, then he can heal your body. If God can raise the dead, he can help your marriage. If God can raise the dead, my God, he can bring you out of depression. He can, he can deliver you from drug addiction. Whatever you need today, because if God can raise the dead, and let me say it like this, if he rose from the dead, then the power is there to bring us out as well. So I say in the name of Jesus, live. Ask the man tossed on Elijah's bones. Remember that story? They're having, they're, they, 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 Elijah had died and they put him in this, this hole in the ground, this kind of a tomb-like, stone-like thing in the, in the ground. And I don't know how long he'd been there, but they said there was a battle, and they were fighting. And they said, and one of the men died, and they didn't have time to bury him. And they said, well, there's Elisha's grave. Let's just throw him in there for now. And they take this dead man, live. We planned that. No, we didn't. <laughs> they take this dead body. And throw him on Elisha's 
dead bones. And he comes up, raised from the dead, comes out of the tomb and said, hey, where's the battle, guys? Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the power in Elijah's life that the power, see, that's the thing about the power of God. It's not something you do. It's something that lives in you. And if it lives in you, it affects every part of you. That's why people were were healed by Peter's shadow. That's why people were healed when Paul sent them handkerchiefs that he touched because the power of God is, is a tangible thing. And it resided still in the dead bones of Elisha. And when that dead body fell on those bones, up he came. That's power. You can ask that guy. Because listen, listen, sometimes, listen to me, sometimes there's power in the place you've been tossed. The place you've been discarded. The place where they left you. The place where they gave up on you. Those places, in Jesus' name, you may say, God, I don't know why I'm in this situation. I do, because God's going to use that situation. Those dead bones can rise, can raise you from your place of death to life. Give him praise, amen. Whew. How about let's ask the boy that Elijah raised from the dead. 1 Kings chapter 17 talks about the story when uh, when Elijah raised a boy from the dead. Elijah said to her, give me your son. So he took him out of her arms, carried him to the upper room. Oh, that'll preach. Took him to the upper room where he was staying, laid him on his own bed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he stretched himself out on the child three times, cried out to the Lord and said, oh, Lord, my God. I pray, let this child's soul come back to him. Wow. Then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came back to him, and he revived. And the Scripture said, Elijah took the child, brought him down from the upper room into the house, and gave him to his mother. And Elijah said, see, your son lives. I have a word for the church. You see, this woman comes, and she's carrying her dead son. And Elijah said, put your son in my arms. It's time to turn over your problem. And Elijah takes the boy to the upper room. Every church needs an upper room. This church has an upper room. This church has 30 or 40 dedicated prayer warriors that are seeking the Lord every day. Amen. Every church needs an upper room. Amen. And it's good, just good to know you can come to the house of God with your issue in your arms. Turn it over to the prayer warriors. Oh, my God, you're not getting this. Come on. And she turned him over, and he went up to the upper room and prayed over him, and life was restored to him, and he brings him back down, and he's alive, and he hands him over to his mother. I hear the sound of dry bones rattling. My God, we need to take what is dead in our lives to the upper room and let God raise it from the dead. Ask the Shunammite. Remember the Shunammite woman after Elisha raised her son from the dead? 
You see, the, you see, the Shumanite had, had faith. Remember, her son died, and Elisha asked her, how you doing? Is it well with you? And she said, unbelievably, she said, it is well with my soul. How many love that old song? That's where that song comes from. It is well. Her son just died. You know it's not well. But to have that kind of faith that even when things aren't well, you could say things are well. That's not denying the truth. That's, that's, that's living by faith. I'm here to tell you, I don't care what you're going through today, you can still say, it is well with my soul. I don't know what you've been through this past year, but you can still say God's in charge and it is okay with me. Amen. I don't understand what I've been through, but it is well with my soul. My God, I sometimes feel depressed, but it is well with my soul. She was also a woman of great hospitality, and she fixed a room, that upper room for him as well. And let me tell you, when you help others, God will help you. Come on, church. Hallelujah. God raised her son from the dead. Ask the soldier's daughter that Jesus raised from the dead. Remember that story? Jesus is walking along, and this, this soldier, this officer, he's high up in status, and he, stopped, he stops the crowd, and he said, my daughter's dying. And then remember that woman snuck up behind her and pulled on the hem of the garment, and she was healed. Now listen, that guy had great authority. He could have ordered Jesus to get going to his house. Do you ever feel like, where is he? Where's God? I'm waiting on this. And it seems like God's doing things for other people, but he's not doing much for me. And we get nervous, and we say, well, when is God going to move? When is something going to happen? I mean, let's look at it. First of all, this guy had the authority to to make Jesus come, but he didn't do it. Let's, Let's also remember that his daughter was dying. This woman could have been healed anytime. He could have said, Jesus, Come back later and take care of this woman. But for right now, you need to come to my house. Finally, the woman is healed, and they begin to go to the house. And what happens? Someone comes and says, never mind. Don't trouble the master. Your daughter is dead. Listen, there's a lot of naysayers in this world. There's a whole lot of people that will tell you, give it up. There's a whole lot of people that will tell you to quit. There's a whole lot of people who say it can't ever happen. There's a lot of people who say you can't be healed. You'll, you'll never come out of this. You'll, you'll never get off, of, get off of these drugs. You'll, you'll never fix your marriage. You're, you're, you're going into bankruptcy. Listen, they'll speak all kinds of negative mess over you. Don't trouble the master. Even And if no one else is doing, how many know? Sometimes we do it to ourselves. Don't trouble God anymore. It's not going to happen. Well, I came to turn that narrative in the name of Jesus. I came to confront the naysayers in the name of Jesus. I'm here to tell the devil, shut up. Be still. Boy, I wish I had a few pigs to cast them into. Come on now. Somebody go, what? Read your Bible. I ain't got time to explain. 
I'm here to tell you the naysayers will try to tell you it's no use. You need to quit. You need to give up. But in Jesus' name, hallelujah. How many have had times where you wondered where God was? You couldn't feel him. You, he wasn't answering. I'm here to tell you whether you feel him or not, your answer is on the way. You don't have to feel it just now. You just need to believe. Jesus said, come on. I don't care if she's already dead. I don't care that it's getting worse. That's a word to somebody. I don't care that your situation has gone from bad to worse since you started praying. I'm here to tell you that ultimately God can do what God said he would do. Wow. God can raise your situation even when you don't feel him near you. How about let's ask the boy who was raised from the dead on his way to the cemetery. I don't know if you remember this story. This poor widow, this was her only son, and it looked like her life would be pretty much over as well. And and they're carrying him out to the cemetery, and there's this procession of people, and all all the city's kind of, you know, dressed in black, and everyone's sad. And you know, back then, back then, if you didn't have anyone, if you didn't have enough people to cry at your funeral, you paid people to come and cry. <laughs> you know, and if you give me an extra twenty, I'll really turn it on. <laughs> ah! You know. So I don't know if they were paid or not, but here comes this moaning, groaning, crying, we They're probably singing that old song from Russia. Dirge. Right? But listen to what the scripture says. While they're coming out of the city, Jesus and his gang are coming into the city. Woo! Glory to God. And how many know Jesus and his gang aren't singing that song? Come on now. They're singing, this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. That the Lord has. Dun, 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 dun. I'm even got the babies upset. Amen. I love it. Dun, dun, dun. This is the day. So they're coming in making their happy song and happy dance, and these two parties just kind of meet. And Jesus walks over to the funeral fire, the thing he was laying on. And you know, you're not supposed to touch a dead body. If you touched a dead body, you were impure. How many know that didn't affect Jesus? <laughs> he touches, and the boy sits up. How y'all doing? Where am I and what's going on? You should have seen the place I've been. He sits up. How many know they stopped that music and started singing, this is the day, this is the day. Say, what's the word? Here's my word to you. You may feel like you're in a funeral dirge. You may feel like you're in a depressed kind of procession headed in the wrong direction in life. But I'm here to tell you there's another procession that's about to meet you head on and we're about to change your music. Hallelujah. God is about to raise the dead. My God. How about let's ask the boy who died, fell out of a window 
because Paul was preaching too long. And ever since then, preachers have been putting people to sleep and can't raise them up. But Paul, how many know Paul was not a 30-minute preacher? He'd go like four or five hours. He's like Damon Thompson. I don't know if you've ever heard him preach. My God, that's a long sermon. And he'll preach for three or four hours, and that boy was just sitting in the window trying to stay away. Amen, preacher. Amen. He falls out the window. What was it, two or three stories? He fell all the way and died, broke his neck, fell to the ground. You know, it's one thing to put people to sleep. It's something else to be able to wake them up. And Paul goes down and lays hands on the boy and raises him up from the dead. My God. Listen, if religion is boring you, if going to church is not your thing, if you hadn't been there in a long time and you feel dead and dried up, I'm here to tell you this church is very much alive and I'm, I, because our God is very much alive. And I want you to hear and understand. I hear the sound of dry bones rattling, and I hear something happening in your life. I want to introduce you to a living God who can change your circumstances and raise you excitedly from your place of death, from your place of sleep, from your place of whatever you're facing today. Ask the boy who fell asleep during the sermon. Wow. Ask Tabitha when Peter raised her from the dead, right? And all he said was one word, rise. Tabitha, rise. Just one word. Listen, we, we don't, I know I've been yelling and shouting at you, but you don't have to yell and shout really. You just need to speak the word. Rise. Live. And those dry bones lived. And Tabitha, Tabitha, arise. Reminds me of the last example. How about how about Lazarus? Dead three days already? I mean, he's dead four days, wasn't it? He's, he's gone. That's no resuscitation. Four days dead. And he speaks, Lazarus, come forth. By the way, why did he say the name Lazarus? Because if he hadn't, every person in hell would have come out. <laughs> you have to be careful what you pray for. Come on now, church. If he just, said, if he just yelled down to heaven, come out, they'd all come out. Glory to God. Amen. Be careful what you pray for. Come on, you, you ladies looking for a husband. Don't just say, God, send me a man. There's plenty of them. And plenty you don't want. Be specific. I don't know why that example comes, but there it is. Are you here? Is anybody hearing what I'm saying, what I'm trying to get across? There's, there's a sound that's coming. And he said, live. And, and, and Lazarus comes out, but he's still bound in his grave clothes. So, so he comes out of the grave like, 
That's the way some of you praise the Lord. Can't speak, can't hear, can't move. We say, praise the Lord. That's like a sloppy Heil Hitler. What is this? Where's the energy? Where's the life? He comes out because, you see, it's one thing to be alive. It's something else to be set free. And, he, and some people get saved, but they still got issues. Now, now, don't raise your hand, but how many of you still got issues? Yeah, there's a, there's a few that just went ahead anyway. <laughs> We're going to pray for you in a little bit. The truth is all of us have a, a few grave clothes on yet. So he's got the grave clothes, but what did he say? Jesus doesn't take the grave clothes off him. You know what he said? He said, loose him and set him free. It's up to the church to start taking the bandages off so they can see what God is up to. Keep taking the bandages off so they can smell the sweet fragrance of his presence. Take the bandages off so they can begin to shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Take the bandages off so they can move their head and turn around. Take the bandages off so they can raise their hands and praise the Lord. Take the bandages off so they can run and dance and give him praise and glory. Oh, church, it's time to take the bandages off. I hear the sound. I hear the sound of dry bones. Dry bones. And one word, say one word. One word can change your life forever. Listen, I'm not here to convince you of anything. I'm here to speak one word over you. I'm not here as if I can do anything. I'm here to, to share one word that I've got from him, and I'm going to speak that over your life. And that one word, say one word, that one word can change you. Let's ask the rock that was guarding Jesus' tomb. Ask the rock. He said, well, rocks can't talk. Oh, really? Really? Rocks can't talk? Here's what Jesus said. He said, the Pharisees said, you need to shut those kids up. He said, you know what? If they stop praising, the rocks will cry out. And listen, it's not that God would make them cry out. It's that they see something that we people don't even see. It's that somehow a miracle can happen. What he's saying is, if we don't praise him, nature will. Why nature? Because that's his creation, just like us. And what he's saying this morning is, if we don't start raising our hands and praising him with our voices, praising him in a dance, praising him in everything we have, and then worship. And fall at his feet. If we don't do it, God said, even the, he said the rocks might cry out. Let's ask the rock that was guarding the tomb that an angel pushed away. And Jesus comes out. Church, he can turn graves into gardens and bones into armies. See, this is what excites me. It's not just that God's going to wake you up. 
It's not that God's just going to heal you. It's not that God's going to deal with those issues in your life that are holding you back. It's that once he does, he's, you become a member of an army. You're not just saved. You're not just changed. You're not just delivered. You are now part of an army. God's not just being nice. He's trying to raise an army. Would you stand with me? I think I preached out of my voice. Come and do. God, come and do.